2: Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. It is episode 147. It's for Monday, 20th of October. We are a week late. We do apologize. We had a few um, technical hitches, is probably the best way to put it. We had some issues with uh, with Alan's internet and um, him basically sounding like a Dalek. Uh, he isn't a Dalek, just so you know, but he is joining this evening. Hello, Alan. How are you? I, I, I dude. Do... Yep. What are you yep. doing? You're just
1: being silly, aren't you? Yeah, of course I am. Woo-hoo. Big summer blowout. Um, so you're you're back and your internet's better? Well, I've, I've had the, um, the internet people out and I don't honestly think they've done anything. And I think that I've just got a good connection for the moment. You just reckon they've made it worse? I don't think they've done anything apart from charging me a load of money. Okay, fair enough. That sounds about right. Um, we have no
2: Chris, though, do we? Um, and do you want to kind of explain a little bit about Chris, about
1: what's what's sort of going on there? Yes. Um, a few shows ago, um, Chris was away from the show because he, he, um, he had actually some bad health. He was in hospital because he suffered some pains in his stomach area. I think that's the best way of describing it. Yep. Um, he's actually been diagnosed as being type 2 diabetic. And because of that, he's decided that he doesn't want to be part of Disney Brit at the moment. And I'll say at the moment because... He's not got his head in it, sort of a, a happy place at the moment. As you can imagine, being diagnosed with type it's two something, diabetes. Yeah, I think
2: that's such a major life-changing uh, thing for somebody who, who's not done yep. with it all their life. Yeah, it's, it's not
1: necessarily a matter of just take a pill and it'll be all right or have an operation it will be sorted. If you knew Chris, he loves a lot of sweet stuff. You'd go to Epcot, he'll have six or seven cakes from the patisserie.
2: <laughs> his, his birthday cake when we were in Florida in the summer was an ice cream cake, basically. Um just that kind of gives you an idea of the sort of stuff Chris likes.
1: And if you joined us in Mouse Meets a couple of years ago, he did a fantastic talk about food in Orlando. Yes, it's, he did. That that is his passion. You know, he, he goes to Florida because he likes Disney, but he, he loves the food even more than Disney. So, it is a major change that's going to happen in his life at the moment, and he is still trying to work out what he's going to be doing. So he's decided to step back down from the Disney Brit podcast for the moment, um, until he can work out what he wants to be doing um obviously we speaking for adam here we'd welcome him back at any moment
2: yeah we would definitely
1: um and we hope that he can sort of get himself in a happy place again soon
2: so uh we do wish him well uh and hope that he will be you know feeling better um so uh, we will uh, certainly be uh, keeping in touch with him and, and, and yep. wishing him all the well but uh, for he, now he's yeah,
1: on mine in a couple of weeks time so we'll, he is, we'll see yes. where
2: he is then he is so uh, for now it will be uh, myself and Alan and hopefully that will change uh, very very soon but uh, we will continue no matter what uh, we have to of course say a massive thank you to our sponsors Orlando Attraction Tickets you can visit orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk and also our uh, sponsors Scooter Vacations you can go to scootorlando.com for all of your uh, ecv uh, needs while you're out in orlando and of course orlando tr- attraction tickets for all of your orlando attraction area uh tickets uh, we've got loads of stuff again this week as always we have got our disney news it's our two by two this week as we're going to be bringing you some of the news and rumors that have been coming out of walt disney world over the past few weeks also we're going to be doing our disney's ultimate attraction that will be coming back and we've got an extended edition of tomorrow's child because some of you wonderful people have sent us in some audio of your uh, children and uh, this week we're looking at um, the favorite moments and least favorite moments of visiting a disney park and we've got some interesting ones coming in there as well we've also got some listener feedback we've had some emails and some comments from people to do with um stuff that we've spoken about on previous shows but also a comment from someone who's uh, recently been to uh, Walt disney world and used the FastPass plus system and they've got some comments they want to share with us and we thought it would be quite uh, an interesting discussion to have and something that might you might want to listen to and be aware of for that as well um so that is the content for the show this week So without any further ado, I think it's about time we did some news. What do you reckon?
1: Sounds good. Let's do it. Good morning, sire! Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away.
2: Okay, so it's our two by two. Oh, turn that off a bit loud. It's our two by two. So, this week in our news, we have got Soundstage One changes.
1: Uh, We've got a bit of Halloween news. We've got Igor staying. Yeah. Uh, The Candlelight Processional lineup is confirmed. Um, And we've got a Frozen Christmas coming.
2: Okay, so they are the uh, four bits of news that we've got for you this week so let's start off then with uh, some more information with regards to soundstage one now for those of you um who may have not have kept up, kept up with your disney news for the past few weeks you may be or may not be aware of the changes that have been happening uh in the back of hollywood studios we've said goodbye to the Backlot tour we've said goodbye to the american um the American Institute area back there with all of the old props and costumes from different shows. That's completely disappeared and we've been told we'll not reopen. This area is quite clearly going to be up for some sort of redevelopment. Over the past couple of weeks, Bob Iger, not Bob Iger, sorry, uh, Tom Staggs and uh, John Lasseter and some of the Imagineering team over at Walt Disney World have been found walking around this particular area. And uh, it started some rumours about what exactly is going to be happening now. There's talk of a Pixar land, there's talk of it being a Cars land, there's talk of all sorts of stuff happening. But this past week, there was a slight change to the operational structure of Toy Story Mania, and this has started to again start uh, put rumours, the rumour mill moving again about what might be happening there. Uh, for those of you who uh, may be kept up with your news, will know. But in the past week, uh, Disney have, um, well, it's past a couple of weeks already. Disney have uh, been trying a Fastpass Plus only system over at Toy Story Midway Mania. So if you have a Fastpass for that day, you can go and ride it at that time. But there was no standby whatsoever. And um, this has started the rumor mill with regards to what this test was all about and why they're trying to do it. We all know that uh, average wait times for Toy Story Midway Mania are somewhere around 60-odd minutes, unless you're going very early in the day or very late in the evening. But you will find there's usually cues there. And we believe that Soundstage 1 may be coming home to an additional Toy Story Mania track. So Disney will be able to use this in a very interesting operational way. We've already got two tracks running. Uh, inside of the, the building the Toys of Toy you Story know at the moment, but if they add a third track it means that they can stand start to play around with how they use those two tracks, dependent upon um, how many people have booked Fastpass for that day or how light or heavy the queue is supposed to be. So what they'll be able to do, if this rumour is believed to be true and they are going to be doing this, that the single track in the new st- in the new um, Soundstage 1 building maybe a FastPass Plus location, while the twin track will be a standby location. And it could also be, if needs be, that on days where there's more FastPass people and they stand by a line, I think it's going to be shorter, they'll swap over and we'll have a double track for FastPass and a single track for standby. So if this is true, this may be a very unique and different way that Disney are going to be using their queuing system and add extra capacity to Toy Story mainly. Because to be honest, I think it's needed, isn't it, Alan? Well, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll be honest. I've... I've been to Disney World several times and there's several years that I've been and I haven't been able to get on Toy Story Mania. No. Um, As in, I, I don't want to wait several hours to get on a ride because that's boring. Yeah, well, yeah. But I can't understand why they would need to have a third track on there. You know, if something's really that popular that they've got people queuing out the door for it. Yeah. Do they need to disperse that queue so quickly by having an extra attraction on or like extra um, lane on the ride.
2: Well, I think the problem is that the attraction absorbs so much capacity-wise that even with fast passes going and they do, they do run out. Um, yeah. There's still a massive queue for people trying to queue up to get in because fast passes are all gone. So I would guess, yeah, that there is this need for additional capacity for the attraction. If you think about family-friendly, re-rideable attractions in Hollywood Studios, there's not many
1: that
2: is true this is to be honest this is probably the only one that you would think in Hollywood Studios that people would ride again and it's the only one really in the whole of the studios which is designed for the entire family because you think about a great movie rides some of those scenes in there are quite terrifying for young kids yep. um, and that would be the only one really you could think of that would be entirely family friendly you've got Playhouse Disney for little kids you've got the Little Mermaid show yeah that's all right but it's not fantastic yeah. you know I'm saying it's amazing there, there
1: isn't a lot of rides which and I personally I prefer to see a different raid.
2: Well, I think there will be as well. I don't. Think the idea is they're just going to do this and leave the entire space of uh, the Backlot Tour empty. Um, no. I think this is kind of part of that expansion that they're going to expand no. that particular attraction.
1: I know that we've you've sort of suggested that because um, John last has been walking around that yeah. it may be Pixar related why yeah. the Backlot Tour is empty or being closed down. Yeah. If you look on the map. There's not a lot in between the backlot tour and the potential Star Wars land.
2: No, there isn't at all. Uh, And we did talk a little while ago, didn't we, about what the possibility of, with the American Idol experience disappearing, what the idea of that area could be. And there's no reason why that still can't be a Star Wars area. Um, and imagine you've got a star wars area you've got a pixar area towards the back of the park you can see the sort of idea they're starting to think about with this it's like they're yeah. done with with universal studios you've got harry potter you've got marvel here you know and it's kind of maybe they're starting to think about those franchises that disney own and beginning to use those franchises in particular areas in the park i don't know you know yeah. but i think that would make logical sense with the way that it needs to change and the things that need to happen to it
1: and another thing that I've, I've thought about mm. is obviously with the backlot tour closing, and it's right next to the stunt show. Yeah, uh, yeah, lights, motors, action, whatever it's called. Yeah, that stunt show could easily get turned into a cars too. Yes,
2: oh. the entire attraction based upon the car. There's no reason why that w- that wouldn't happen, yeah. Which um, would be
1: a good add-on to A Cars Land.
2: The other interesting thing as well is that both the Hollywood Studios run, the Run Disney event, uh, and the, the Tower of Terror 10K yep. are, don't seem to be happening over the next year, from what I've seen and what I can see. So maybe there's going to be so much construction going on in the park over the next year or so, that actually maybe there isn't going to be the space to run these events. Uh, maybe that's given us a bit of a clue, a clue as to what's happening as well So we'll wait and see I don't Maybe. Know. Who
1: knows you, you won't find out until the last minute anyway,
2: no, we won't find out yet. There's, they're gonna keep it close to their chest um, Okay, but uh, obviously all of this stuff is happening and it's all being pushed from the very very top And what's happening with these top roles at Disney?
1: Right, okay. Well as I said, Igor is staying Obviously, that's really Bob Iger
2: Bob Iger yeah.
1: Not, not um, Halloween-y at all. Um, he has extended his position in the company to um, as chairman and CEO yes, all has. the way through till June 2018. Now, this is the third time he's actually extended his his position. When I say he, is it the board? It's the board, I'll, yeah. Rather than him, it's the board, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the president going, I want to stay for another season. Yeah. Whatever the term is. Um, Right, so he's, he had previously been extended up until 2016, yeah. which would, uh, apparently was going to be running out it in 2015, so he keeps getting a little bit more extension on his contract. Um, and as we were saying before we started recording, it's not surprising because he is doing a lot of good things at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good things happening for Disney, they've got right. um, a lot of success over the past couple of years. Um, I. I, go. I, can't, I can't stop saying that. Um, Bob Igers said in, in a statement, I've had the privilege of being the CEO of The Great Company for the past nine years and I'm thrilled to have this opportunity to continue through until 2018. I'm very excited about what lies ahead, including the release of the Star Wars films and the launch of Shanghai Disneyland, and I'm honoured to continue working with the talented management team and the 175,000 dedicated people who make this company what it is today. That is a lot of responsibility.
2: Yeah, it is. Massive. You know, it's to be a good, in charge of the payroll. whole company. To you know, to, um, to know what's going on in every single pie that the company owns,
1: you know. Parks. Yeah. Um and, but now you go I go. I can't help this now start. I have I go. Um I guarante He's um, well being in the sort of the head of the company, they've acquired Pixar, Marvel, yeah. Yeah. Lucasfilm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of things been happening.
2: And, and, and the, the thing is, he's been the head of the company while this has happened as well. Yes. Um, I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but I actually think he's done a, a great job, if yeah. I'm honest. Uh, I think the stuff that he's he's done while he's been there has, has been some of it revolutionary in the, in the things that he's changed. Um, like I say, he's not everybody's cup of tea, but you look at him, you look at what other people... Look at Michael Eisner, who is not the most popular man in the world.
1: Um, see, see, I'm... I'm I'm a little bit pro Michael Eisner for some reason.
2: Right. You don't because, know why. <laughs>
1: and I'll explain it. If it wasn't for him, it wouldn't be a resort as it is now, as in a holiday resort.
2: Yeah. You had, fair you point. had the theme
1: parks or a couple of the theme parks. They got expanded. The hotels got expanded. Downtown <laughs> Disney. <laughs> oh, sorry. Don't happen there.
2: Apologies. Coming
1: Alright, it's your your C B radio kicking in. That's what it is. Um so he developed the whole Sort of Walt Disney World resort, really, um, from yeah, the basic yeah, theme parks yeah, and yeah, a handful of hotels.
2: Yeah, I, I get that, but I think he was a bit of a villain as well at times. So I think what he, about DVC? He had his, he had his good moments and his bad moments, didn't he? But that's the same with everybody, you know. They've all had the same thing. We're like, why on earth is this going on? Some people would moan that I guess maybe letting too much go into the parks at once, and that's causing a lot of construction and that sort of stuff. But I don't know. But I'm pleased he's staying anyway. So, yeah. I, th- I think you, c-
1: you can't. Well, maybe so, I, I think you can't be a sort of head of a company and make everything happy all the time. No, of course you can you've got to sort of rock the boat a little bit. Yeah. And it could be that Aiga's rocking of the boat is literally closing down all the parks to make them all construction sites. Yeah.
2: And um, fine, you know.
1: It'll, it'll be right, happy in the right. end. We know we'll have a, a better outlook when it's all done. That's true. But we'll just have to live with the rough at the moment.
2: Okay, uh, as it is October, of course, it's time to start talking about Christmas. Um, We want to just catch up with you with a few things that have been going on with regards to the Christmas season, particularly the... um the Candlelight Processional. Uh, their lineup has now finally been completed for this year. To give you some idea of what is happening, it is the following. Uh, 28th and 29th of November, we've got Jody Benson, of course, was a little mermaid. November 30th, the second of December is Neil Patrick Harris. What's really great here? This year he's going to be presenting the Oscars. Or next year's presenting the Oscars. And look, he's coming to Disney World as well. Um, December 3rd and 4th is Jonathan Groff. The fifth and sixth is Whoopi Goldberg. The seventh and eighth is uh LeVar Burton. I don't actually know who LeVar Burton is. Oh, he played Lieutenant Commander Geordie LaForge in Star Trek The Next Generations. There you go. Uh we've got Why, Geordie
1: a- LaForge?
2: Not quite. 9th uh, to the eleventh is Edward James Olmos. Uh, the twelfth and fourteenth is Joe Morton. The fifteenth to seventeenth, Cheetah Rivera. The eighteenth to the twentieth is Anna Gestea. The twenty-first to twenty-third is Marley Matlin. The twenty-fourth and twenty-fifth is Isabella Rossellini. The twenty-sixth and twenty-seventh is Blair Underwood. And the twenty-eighth to the tw- to the thirtieth of December is Steve Curtis Chapman. So there we go. That is all of the performers. Uh, that we'll be taking on the role of narrator in this year's candlelight processional. So, Does
1: it make that much of a difference to the who the narrator is? I'm is sh- it the same show regardless? It's the
2: same show regardless and the narration is exactly the same. Uh, but um, the difference obviously is, is the narrator and who it is you want to see. Um,
1: you've managed to go to the processional haven't you? No, sadly
2: I haven't. I've got the soundtrack and I've listened to it and got it and, and used it. But um, no, sadly I haven't been able to go in and see the actual show. Uh, Sticking with Christmas then, Uh, what's going on with all this Frozen-themed stuff for Christmas, Alan?
1: Uh, Frozen-themed stuff? Well, clearly, Disney have got this crazy idea that we can sort of shoehorn Frozen into everything. So what better way of shoehorning it into Christmas than taking it to the Magic Kingdom?
2: Of course.
1: That's one way. um, Frozen is going to be taking over the Frozen holiday wish. Uh, which was previously Cinderella's holiday wish. Mm -hmm. Um, Queen Elsa from Frozen will be shown her powers to transform the Christmas castle into the glistening ice palace for the holidays. It's going to have the same 200,000 LED lights from Cinderella's Christmas wish, holiday wish, but, you know, it's Frozen, so it's going to be more popular, clearly. Of course it is. And that's, that's what we've got to do. We've just got to put a bit more Frozen into everything.
2: Yeah, but again, you know... We had this conversation, didn't we, a few weeks ago about Frozen and people complaining about how much Frozen is going to the parks. And I had my moan, and you know, I still stand by it. You know, but, Frozen stuff's just moving from one park to the other. And it, but this, it, it makes sense. There's synergy there, isn't there? You know, so why not?
1: It's, it's one of the few times where they have massively done this. Um, we've, we've noticed when sort of some of the films have been released before in the past, and they may or may not have been as successful. They haven't really promoted the films as heavily as this has been done. No, which um, is
2: I don't have a problem with. That's fine.
1: No, no, no. I think it'll be good. It'll be interesting to see what happens when, Oh was it Hero some... Six?
2: Hero, big Hero Six. Yeah,
1: I had some of the words there. Um, I wonder what they'll do with that.
2: I don't know because it's it's a Marvel based thing, isn't it? I know there will be a meet and greet opening, and I believe they're in the process of if they've not finished changing all of the display cases at the end of. Uh the Art of Disney Animation. In, right. um, not Art of Disney Animation, that's a hotel. Uh, the Disney Animation Tour in uh, Hollywood Studios. I know that if it hasn't happened already, certainly in the next few weeks, you'll be meeting um, the characters and all that stuff will have changed.
1: Yeah. Um, also, I'd better say before we move on from this one. Yep. Um, if you were unlucky enough to get tickets to see the, um, the Frozen package that they had at... Disney's Hollywood Studios, you've now got the special opportunity of getting the frozen holiday premium package Ooh. at Disney's Hollywood Studios. There
2: you go. How much is this one gonna set us back?
1: Well, it's a bargain price of eighty-nine dollars per adult and fifty-nine dollars per child. Ouch. Plus tax. I'm I, 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 I will park give entrance. Disney
2: one good one round of applause for this. At least they've got different prices for adults and children this time.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, and for this time, well, do, no, you, you could have got into some of the things before without a ticket. So it's, just, I suppose you're paying for the same things, I think. Yeah. Um, you've got reserved seating for the first time in forever Frozen sing-along show. There is a Frozen-themed dessert party at the Osborne Spectacle Lights. Yeah. I think someone was saying that that hadn't been announced yet, the Osborne Lights.
2: I'm sure it's on the Disney website.
1: Well, it clearly is because it's advertised as part of this thing. There you go, then. Um, the dessert party is from 7pm till 8.30pm on yeah. the, until the 24th of December.
2: Yeah.
1: And from the 25th of it's 8.30pm till 10pm, so it's a bit later. Okay. But one of the things which I think is quite interesting from this is that the dessert party actually includes alcohol. Really? Yeah. Now, I, ha- I had to double-check this because the source that I had, um, I thought, well, you know, it could have been someone just talking about it. But no, it actually does. Um, it says, I'm just trying to find out where the exit is, even though I should have highlighted it.
2: Well, they have started serving alcohol in Be Our Guest restaurants, so it's not, this isn't necessarily the very first time this has ever happened, so. Soak up the
1: sights as you sip on specialty alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages and sink your teeth into frozen themed desserts. Right, okay. Now, so... I know you're going to have to drink a lot of alcoholic specialty cocktails to get $90 worth. But, early, but... yeah, that's interesting it's worth a challenge
2: well if you look at um it put that into perspective a margarita around world showcase lagoon is now fifteen dollars
1: so is that what six so, six
2: tricks. yeah so six six something like that yeah
1: but bear in mind obviously you've, you've had to pay for entrance into the park anyway yeah, so yeah
2: that is true you've got that on top yeah so.
1: it's uh, I think it's interesting that you can get alcohol as part of the dessert party.
2: That is very interesting, actually. Yeah, okay, that's good to know.
1: Um, I wonder if you got it before with the the non-Christmas version.
2: No. The one for the summer? Yeah. No, you didn't with the summer one. Oh, well. Oh, there you go. That's something a little bit different. There yeah. go, there's a lot of Frozen stuff going on as well. So that's all of our news. Let's go through our refurb, shall we? Uh, Typhoon Lagoon is closed from October 26th to the January the 3rd. That's coming up in the next week. Uh, Walt Disney World Railroad is closed September 29th. It's been closed nearly a month uh, to November 7th. Rafiki's Planet Watch is closed until November 10th. And Pangani Forest Exploration Trail is partially closed, I believe, until the November the 25th. Don't forget in downtown Disney, parking lots H, I, J and K are closed because they're still building the new multi-story car park, so that's everything that's going on. Walt well, Disney World? What's o- what's closed at Disneyland Paris over this next month?
1: Um, my French isn't so good, but I'll I'll try it. Le refurbishment, ce n'est pas.
2: Yeah, nothing. There is nothing shut at Disneyland Paris over the next couple of weeks, which is fantastic. In fact, I think for the remainder of this month, everything in uh, in Disneyland Paris is open. I am heading out there end of November. Mm. Finally, gonna get the chance to go just and as rat- it. Uh Get a chance to go and see Ratatouille and be there for Christmas and all that sort of stuff. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, there's nothing closed in Disneyland Paris
1: whatsoever.
2: So there you go. That makes a change. The,
1: why? Why do they? There's nothing closed. Yeah, yeah it's not peak time.
2: No, well, it is. It's it's uh, the start of the half-term period. So my, the school's in our area now on half-term. Yours are the following week. So that would make yeah. sense that it fits across the whole of those two particular weeks. Don't know about French holidays. Don't know how that works, but there you go. Right, that is all of our refurbs. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with this week's Tomorrow's Child. We'll be back in a second.
3: Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumours? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com Your number one source for the magical world of Disney. For the past ten years... Orlando Attraction Tickets have been providing the UK with cheap Disney tickets for Walt Disney World and the surrounding Orlando attractions. With a low deposit scheme of just £10 per person, you can book your tickets in advance knowing you're in good hands. Orlando Attraction Tickets are the only ticket company to allow you to pay your balance off in instalments online and with no credit or debit card fees, free UK sign for delivery and you are fed Fast Pass Plus enabled tickets now shipping. There is no other choice for your Orlando ticketing needs than Orlando attraction tickets. Visit www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523. That's Orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 0845- 226 Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las
2: puertas.
0: Tomorrow's
2: child Okay, it's time for tomorrow's child, which is one something that we introduced on at the last show I think it was wasn't it Uh, where we were asking uh, our children because they were the ones at the time uh, about their favourite and least favourite so we were talking about characters last time their favourite and least favourite characters, and we asked you to send in your audio of what your child's worst and best memory of visiting uh, any Disney park or any Disney experience. So what's really pleasing to know is we've had some in this week, so not only do you have to listen to our children, we've got other people's as well. I think that's that's pretty much the idea, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because obviously we, we prattle on for an hour, hour and a half, or however long this is. Yeah, pretty much, something like that, isn't it? if we just showed you our holiday photos for 2 hours you'd be bored we want to actually hear what your your side is as well
2: so um we asked them for their favorite and least favorite so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to be playing those so we've got uh, Martin Walker sent in as that's actually it's a whole family event Martin Haley and Jake uh Tom Coulson as well and then we've got Abigail Limogen and Harry all uh tell us about their their best so let's start off with our best here is uh, martin and jake and hayley and this was uh, jake's best memory hello everybody i'm martin
0: i'm hayley and i'm jake
3: and we've got some questions to ask you jake today okay they're all about disney are you ready okay the first one from mummy is
0: what's your favorite disney memory and why it, my favourite Disney memory is when me and Daddy went to Disney and we saw, we met Cigar and, um, why? Because, um, he's my favourite character and I had some sprinkles off him.
1: And that's when we went to Disneyland Paris this year, is it? Yeah. Wow. Without me? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um we had lots of fun, didn't we?
2: Didn't we? Yeah. I love that. We did, didn't we, Jake? Come on. Yes, Jake. We did, didn't we? I love that. Poor mummy, get left behind. Oh bless. Bless poor mummy. Okay, so there is. um, Jake's gone. Was that um, his favourite moment? Was meeting Tigger. Was meeting Tigger and getting snuggles. There we go. So that was his favourite moment. Okay, let's go to Tom Coulson. This was his favourite Disney memory.
0: The haunted mansion, the Buzz Lightyear ride, and the cars. Because on on the cars, you can drive them by yourselves. On Buzz Lightyear can shoot stuff, and on Haunted Mansion, you can go outside. And it's my favourite part outside, because it's got a skeleton dog and a skeleton, and a skeleton man saying, ha, 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 ha
2: there you go so that was Tom um, Dad did send an email with some explanation so when he says cars he means Autopia when he says Haunted Mansion he means Phantom Manor and when he means outside he means when we go through the the, um, the canyon with uh, the saloon and all that sort of stuff uh, that's what he's on about so that's what he about. very, very detailed memory though very detailed memory much more detailed than my son's which you'll find out in a minute he was just like very to the point and that was it right let's go to Abigail's and see what Abigail's favourite memory is here we go
0: my favourite memory is Minnie, meetings, Minnie Mouse and Daisy Cos Minnie's got a nice pose like a princess and, and Daisy got a nice, nice, nice top hand, nice bums. Thank you very much <coughs> And goodbye Thank you for having me <laughs>
2: <laughs> It doesn't matter how many times I hear that It still makes me laugh So Abigail's favourite
1: Disney moment is well. Um, oh. <laughs> This, this is a little secret, right? When she last went to Disney, she was probably about 18 months old. <laughs> right, okay. So she's now three in a bit. So her memories are going to be a little bit strange. So she likes Minnie Mouse and Daisy Duck, even though she never really met either of them. Right. But uh, Daisy Duck's got nice top and bottoms.
2: Right. Thank you. So that's Thank you very much for having me. Uh, that was it, basically. Um, so that was uh, that was uh, Abigail's. Right, let's go to Imogen, your oldest, and see what she has to say.
0: My favourite memory is going on Splash Mountain with my family because I like the drop at the end because I got soaking
2: wet. <laughs> it's the only reason why she turned into a cowboy at the end.
1: Well. Oh. It took us about four times to record it. Right. And for some reason, on the first time, she said Famalay. <laughs> Family, Okay. Fair enough. And she just had to keep saying that every time through. So. Right. Fair enough. No, no idea.
2: Okay, let's go to Harry's then. This is Harry's detailed response.
0: My favourite one was me um going on the Pirates and the Caribbean ride.
2: There we go. That was it. Uh, and the chances of him saying that were probably because just before that we'd watched Pirates of the Caribbean uh, on telly before recording that. Uh, what's his favorite memory his favorite memory of me watching a film has reminded me of something i went on but there we go that was it it was literally how many seven seconds i think was his response there we go that was his favorite memory it's not about quantity it's about quality that's exactly what it is right let's go back to jake then and find out what jake's worst memory is here is right then okay my question for you then is what's your worst disney memory
3: and why? My
0: worst Disney
2: memory is nothing because Disney is ace. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. Thank you very much. You can say bye-bye. Bye. Bye. There we go. His worst Disney memory is nothing because Disney is ace.
1: You know, it is quite true,
2: really. Disney well, it is, yeah. Disney is ace. And to a small child, you know, why would you have a worst memory? Oh, well, maybe yeah. it will. Here we go, this was Thomas's.
0: Tower of Terror. Because it's so scary. Because it's got... Because you, you go up and then you fall down really fast and it's a bit... And it feels a little scary.
2: In the email, Dad did say that apparently Thomas came off in floods of tears um, having been on Tower of Terror. He'd been on the Toy Story parachute drop. Um, yep. And uh, basically Dad thought it might be alright for Terra Terra Now took him on and realised that probably wasn't the case <laughs> So <laughs> That was his worst memory Get
1: right, to the um, moment and it's too late to go back
2: I'm going. We're going to go to Imogen next I'm leaving Abigail until last for the next one Because I think it's hysterical uh, So Imogen is the next one, here we go This is her worst Disney memory
0: My worst memory is Wearing a poncho In the roof, soaking wet Dark Damp rain. do bye
1: Okay. Got no idea. She, she likes. She likes Splash Mountain because she gets soaking wet. Yeah, but then she doesn't just, like getting doesn't like getting soaking wet.
2: Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, Harry says his least favorite memory is.
0: It's because um I've done the one with the big shoot thing with the water. I hated that one
2: work that one out what was that listen to that again can you work out which ride this is it's
0: because um i've done the one with the big shoot thing with the water i hated that one so much
1: any ideas i'm guessing splash mountain right it's okay. because um you're right I've it done
0: is the one with the big shoot thing with the water i hated that one so much
2: is that splash mountain yeah that was splash mountain yeah, he wasn't a massive fan of Splash Mountain. He liked it until the final drop, which is funny because uh, Imogen's favourite memory is Splash Mountain. Harry's least favourite memory is Splash Mountain. So there we go. The, um, the thing
1: is, the, the scariest bit, I think, on Splash Mountain, it's not that drop. I think it's the one that you go down inside in the dark. Oh, when it's got that slight like rollercoaster effect to it. Yeah. Okay. Right, we're now
2: going to go to my favourite one. This is my absolute favourite out of all the ones we've got. This is Abigail's worst memory. Here we go.
0: My worst memory is of the Thursday Palace. If you want to. Disneyland Palace it is Captain Hook, Miss Disney, Jackie and Bones. And that's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it still makes me chuckle. Come it on. makes me chuckle for two reasons. Uh, number one, she decides to recite Basically, the lyrics to "Jake and the Neverland Pirates," <laughs> and secondly, because after recording that, you told me she's never been to Disneyland Paris. <laughs> never been to Disneyland
1: Paris? I don't know why she said. Should I say Paris? It's like, yeah, because that to? was it's your memory. That
2: wasn't your first attempt, was it? No, this is one of your first attempts. Um, this one here. Uh, uh,
0: my favorite. My word. My worst memory of this little and is Captain Hook Mr. Smee shaking and bones <laughs> and that's it
2: <laughs> oh, bless her uh, it's, it's the innocence of the child I know, it does. does, make me chuckle Mr. Smee, Captain Hook, Mr. Smee shaking and bones
1: what, what's your favourite memory Adam?
2: my favorite memory ouch oh that's really tricky i've got so I'll, many real favorite memories I, have you got one
1: i'll, I'll give you two minutes to think of it's yours you mine is actually it's not in the parks it was when that imogen was a little tiny baby we used to have to try and get her off to sleep in the buggy go for long walks and we, i went on this walk which was from the animal kingdom lodge to the Kidani village and back and that was one of my favourite memories. Going across that, it was like a footpath that's all got sort of branches stuck in the ground as the um, textured concrete. Okay. Which is is a bit sad, really. My my favourite memory was textured concrete.
2: Um, I've kind of got two favourite memories. Well, th- I've got three. One that's before child, which was being the grand marshals of the Magic Kingdom parade. That was amazing. Um, and then child-related Disney park uh, has got to be one of the last trips. The last trip we went on was Harry meeting Talking Mickey uh, at Town Square and him doing the pirate stuff with him. I've got a video of it. It was brilliant. Honestly, his face was fantastic. Um, my other favourite Disney memory, but it's Disney Cruise related, was mm-hmm. Castaway Key and me and Harry going out with snorkels to into the middle of the ocean, miles out. And snorkelling and seeing all of the different Disney objects in the bottom of the water. Just me and him going out and doing that. So that's another one of my favourite members, I think. Cool. Um... So there you go, I've, I didn't manage to kind of pin it down to two, but, you know, have <laughs> got several. Uh, right, so Tomorrow's Child, we're going to continue with this. Um, we've actually got our next show in a week's time, so in seven days is going to be the next show, because it's slightly been out of sync with the tech issues we had last week. So we're once again going to be asking you to send in your Disney uh, memories, or your children sending in their Disney memories. So, uh, what is the theme going to be this time, Alan?
1: Um, the next one will be your child or whatever you want your child to say, it's their favourite snack from Disney. Okay,
2: so that snack that they always, the one thing they always go for and you know that's going to be their favourite, that's what we're asking for this time, just their favourite snack. So um, you can record it, do it however you want, if you've got a little audio recorder to do it with, do that. If you've got your iPhone or any sort of phone with a recording device, do it that way. We're not bothered about audio quality anything like that, just as long as we can get down what you want um, to hear the show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so uh, you can uh, send in those in. Send it to radio at disneybrit.com. Okay, radio at disneybrit.com. And we will include those in the show that we record next week. Okay, so that would be great. So please do that. Uh, that's all of our Tomorrow's Child stuff, I think, isn't it? Yes, it is. Is. i'm just trying to work out if it is it is yeah. which means it's time to move on to our next listener interactive based segment and it's based on this Right. It's time to celebrate Disney's ultimate attraction. So we have been asking you to vote on Facebook for your favorite ultimate Disney attraction. This week we've gone double header. We've uh, we've got eight pairings this time rather than four, and we're going to be swiftly going through all of these eight for you to uh, that you voted on and myself and Alan are going to give our input and we're going to see which ones go through to the next round. So, this week we've got Base Slides versus Crush and Gusher. We've got Test Track versus the Kid Cop Fun Stop. Main Street Vehicles versus the American Adventure. The Walt Disney Carousel of Progress versus the Bit- Bitjutsu Can Gallery. Struggled with that, didn't I? Uh, Gallery and, uh, of hi- Arts and History versus Splash Mountain. We've got Star Tours versus, or New Star Tours versus Runoff Rapids. The American Idol Experience versus Dinosaur. And Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage versus the Mad Tea party. So, um let's start off then with our first two. This is the Base Slides versus Crush and Gusher. Um, they're both slides found in water parks. Um, do you know which parks they're found in?
1: Um Crush and Gusher's Typhoon Lagoon. It is indeed. And there's Base Slides also. <laughs> <Typhoon.
2: laughs> Base Slides also Typhoon Lagoon is where it is, yeah.
1: no, Normally they're not even comparable attractions no
2: it's just it's it, genuine the way this came out. They are comparable attractions by sheer chance because neither of them were seated so uh, it was just chance that they came out together so base slides basically are a very small two slides that are for children under the height of sixty inches or shorter kind of to the if you're, if you're facing the wave pool, they're to the left of the wave pool. Uh, and they're both two very small slides that empty out into a small area at the bottom. Um, and uh, they're basically they're designed for small children. And then you've got Crush and Gusher. Now, Crush and Gusher is slightly different because Crush and Gusher is a set of slides. Uh, now, Disney collectively call them one thing. So I thought rather than splitting them, we would collectively have them as one thing and and have them all together. Um, You've got three different slides. You've got the Pineapple Plunger, the Coconut Crusher, and the Banana Blaster. The Pineapple Plunger and the Coconut Crusher can hold three guests at a time, whereas the Banana Blaster is only two guests. It's a little bit like a water roller coaster. So, Alan, start us off, which one are you going to be voting for?
1: Right. Well, as I'm too tall for the base slides... Clearly, I'm going to have to go crush and gusher.
2: Well, you're not. You, well, yeah, you don't have to necessarily Books. do it because you're too tall. Will,
1: I'll add another bit into there. Well, then. crush gusher is more than just a water slide, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, it's the. In, in the speech marks thing going on, it is a water coaster.
2: It is a water coaster.
1: Now, me and Catherine went on it for the first time last time we went to Disney a couple yeah. of years ago, I think. Yeah. And I was not prepared for how steep that first drop is.
2: Yeah, it's. It, it, sit in, yeah.
1: sit in your, your little rubber boat on a little conveyor belt and when it's your time and you go tipping over the edge that is nearly vertical down.
2: It's it's not nearly vertical. It's nowhere near vertical. Of course a it big is. wimp. It's not even the <laughs> slightest bit near vertical at all.
1: You've got to scream.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> but it is, yeah, it is. It's definitely steeper than the sort of coast to start to um, the aqueduct. For those people yeah. who aren't sure about how close it is. Um I do not say it's good. Not necessarily
1: the Aqua Dunk. Not the aqua dunk, no, the Aqua Duck.
2: Um so which one you voted for? I'm guessing you're going crushing and Gusher, are you? Crush and Gusher. Yeah, Crush and Gusher. I would go crushing and Gusher as well. Uh we did the baselines last time, Harry quite enjoyed them, but crushing and Gusher definitely he was it, I think he was taken by surprise a little bit as to how um how kind of Wild and Gusher was, but he quite enjoyed it, so I'm definitely going to be sticking with and Gusher with that one. So, you voted, and Gusher well and truly outdid base slides but um, I'm pleased to know that uh, Cushion Gusher well and truly goes through. Was, to the was there
1: one. any vote for base Uh There were two
2: votes for Basslides, that was it. Yeah, so two people did vote for Baselines, but that was it, just two, bless them. So, and Gusher goes through, base slides goes out. Out. Excellent. Okay, let's go to our next pairing then. It is Test Track versus the Kidcot Fun Spots. Um test track has been through a bit of a makeover uh, over the past couple of years but the idea is you go and you design your own vehicle and then you test that vehicle through a series of different tests as you go through a futuristic sort of testing proving ground uh kickoff and stops are found around world showcase you can go around to different areas and you can take part in cultural activities that are related to each of the different areas um you um can get a i believe it's a, a kind of a coloring page on a stick is the nicest way of putting it uh, there is um, Agent P and I believe still Duffy that you can get so they're the two different ones that are available to you so uh, which one are you going for Test Track or Kid Cot Fun Stop
1: well spot. I, I love the way that you say cultural was it cultural based activities yes as in colouring Duffy or colouring Agent P yeah yeah that's one of the things that they did yeah you don't even know colours in language
2: no I don't
1: believe so um, I will say that the the pens that we were using, I mean, we were doing a bit, um, kid colouring in. Yeah. Were pretty much um, magic marker style.
2: Yeah, they were a little bit.
1: Um, which I thought was a bit child friendly, but they were good at colouring in. Yeah. Um, I did do a duffy there. Um, Test track. I haven't been on the new version, however, I do like the concept um, neon glow in the dark. Yeah, it is. Going on,
2: it's a little bit like that.
1: Um, which I would like. So I'm gonna go. Test track
2: okay um fun Stop. i like i like the idea of them i think they work i think there's something a little bit different for children to do in world showcase where if you've got younger children they can get a little bit bored of it you've got agent p in there as well which is quite good but um i think Kidcot does give them something extra to do which is cool test track the new version is nowhere near as good as the old version you know as much as people say oh you know they've changed it and altered it and it's all to do with chevrolet etc yes but i don't think it quite works as well as the old one did but it's still a great attraction and we still rode it a couple of Times when we went last uh, and enjoyed it, so I'm um, you know there's no way I think that you can you can take an e-ticket ride like Test Track over the top of Kidcot. So uh, I'm voting for Test Track as well, which is great because Test Track well and truly beats Kidcot. Person that voted Fun Spots, uh, so that is well and truly gone. And uh, Test Track does in fact take. Was, over that Harry was that Harry? No, I think it was. Um, So there's that one. Okay, let's go to, um, we're heading to Main Street, USA. And here we're going Main Street Vehicles versus the American Adventure. So Main Street Vehicles against the American Adventure. So Main Street Vehicles are things like the fire truck and the bus and those sort of things that travel down Main Street and can take you from one end to the other against American Adventure, which is about a 35-minute show that you find right at the center of the World Showcase in Epcot that charts the history of America. Uh, it's a massive animatronic show, which requires basically an entire train underneath the theatre to bring all of the scenes into place and up and down. It's very patriotic, uh, and um, it's a good place to go if it's going to rain, definitely. But uh, what are we going for, Alan? Main Street vehicles or the American Adventure?
1: Right, I'm, I'm going to add something before going to each go of these. Um I was looking at the um, download stats for our podcast, and 95 percent of our listeners are from America. Yeah. So, if I say that I don't like the patriotic American adventure, which talks about the history of America, yeah, would that be then offensive?
2: Um. Well, basically, you're about to do it anyway. Um, no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm I, just saying. No, I think it's difficult because it is. For those people who are from the UK who go over and don't necessarily know much about the history of America, there's stuff in there you'll watch and go, I don't, I don't understand that, I don't get it. Um, so I don't think it's necessary. And just not necessarily, you know. It's just like I think if they, if we had American people who came over here and went to see something uh, that's very, very specific to British history, yeah. uh, like I don't know, a, a film about the 1980s miners' strikes that happened, people they wouldn't necessarily get what that was about because they don't know all the history. So it's not necessarily offensive. It's just that it's slightly different and maybe not quite the same as yeah. what you're kind of expecting.
1: I dare mean, say at schools, we're not necessarily taught a lot of the items that are in there. No. Um, don't get me wrong. I think it is a very... Um, and again, this is probably my naivety. I have sometimes blurred the two with um, Hall of Presidents. Hall of Presidents, yeah. Um, mainly because it's a, it's a long... Sit-down animatronic show, yeah, and it's of a historic topic that I'm not that familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so you've got a three-minute ride or a 35-minute show, yeah. And I've never actually been on any of the Main Street vehicles. I like them as part of the atmosphere on Main Street. Actually, mm-hmm. I would I would probably prefer to see the American Adventure. Okay, so you are going updates.
2: American Adventure. Yeah. Okay so you vote American Adventure good to see right um, tricky one Main Street vehicles I like the idea of them I think they really fit with the idea of what they're trying to create on Main Street and they, they fit with that sort of historical period whether or not they are amazing attractions I can you know I'm quite happy to walk down Main Street I don't necessarily need to be sat in a vehicle in order to do that um but then american adventure is something very very different and having been on the backstage magic tour and seen how these work and actually been under the stage and looked at these trains seen how amazing this whole setup is um i kind of it's it's very difficult for me to look at american adventure and not be kind of just thinking how what an amazing show it is um And if you would compare the two, you know, if I had a choice between never going on a main street vehicle again or never seeing American Adventure again, then I'd quite happily not go on a main street vehicle again. Uh, Which, you know, because it's something I can do in other places. I can jump on a vehicle and travel down somewhere and that's absolutely fine. Whereas American Adventure, I think, is just very clever. It is patriotic, but also it's to do with the history of America. And I think that's something that we might, you know, there's nothing wrong with us knowing about it and understanding it a little bit more. So um, I've gone for the American Adventure as well. Okay. I'm going to
1: jump jump in quickly. Oh. You said that you wouldn't miss the Main Street vehicles if they weren't on Main Street. No, I wouldn't. I think I would. Would you really? I, I think that they add an extra dimension to it. Maybe, but,
2: yeah. Yeah, maybe.
1: Like if, you, if you compare Main Street in Florida to the one in Disneyland Paris.
2: Yeah.
1: Disneyland Paris seems to have a lot more Main Street vehicles. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah it do, um, it does. And that is something that is very noticeable. It's right. got, got the police wagon that's flying around yeah. and all sorts of different things. Well maybe it's not flying around. Um, so I think that the, the vehicles do add something to it, but I'm still sticking with my American Adventure.
2: Well, believe it or not, um, our listeners don't agree with us. And they believe the Main Street vehicles are actually better than the American Adventure. Uh, Main Street vehicles have won it by only about four votes. Uh, now we've added ours on as well. uh believe it or not yes the american adventure has actually lost main street vehicles so we actually lose the american adventure out of disney's ultimate attraction in this round which i'm amazed at but hey you know it's your decision it's what you choose that's not the happens. opinion of us on Disney Print. Not podcast. the opinion of us. No, it's your opinion, and that's what you decided. So it goes. Say goodbye to uh, the American Adventure. There we go. Right, we are heading over to uh, Tomorrowland, where we have got the Carousel of Progress, and that is taking on the uh, Bijutsu Can Gallery. Now, for those of you who don't know where the Bijutsu Can Gallery is, uh, it is of course once again. This is we have a lot of Epcot attractions, haven't we today? Uh, yeah. It's um basically a part of the uh, japan pavilion and let me kind of uh, read to you a little bit about what it says on the disney website it's to do with anime addicts and manga manics unite did you know that many of our favorite cartoon and video game characters are actually born hundreds of years ago Uh, and you can go and learn and see all of these different things you'll see anime figures manga art cute plush toys a thousand lucky paper cranes and read about the legend of the moon rabbit so there's loads of stuff in here to do with those people who are fans of anime. I know how massive anime is um, and how massive manga is. And this is basically a gallery all dedicated to that sort of stuff and Japan's anime culture and everything. So um, so it's that versus uh, Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, an attraction that was created by Walt Disney as part of the 1964-65 World's Fair. Um, it is uh, still kind of has the original animatronics and all that sort of stuff in it. Um, So again, uh, what are you going for? Are you going for Carousel of Progress or are you going for the gallery?
1: Well, I'm just going to preface this with 95% of our listeners. Okay. (laughs) Um, Obviously, obviously there's the history there in Carousel of Progress. Carousel of Progress, although it is a revolving theatre, there there is a story there of history and future and it's animatronics. sit-down. Uh, could, could it be comparable to American Adventure? In uh, way I suppose, yeah. Um, would I miss it if it went?
2: Yes.
1: I don't know, honestly I don't know. However, the Bijutsu Kan Gallery, I've only found it once. Right. And that is because it's right at the back of the um, Japanese pavilion isn't yes, it? Yes it is, yeah. You go through a little, I think you go through like a little, over a little bridge into a sort of very dark doorway, yeah, which is is what you do with a lot of the galleries that are in the um, Epcot Country Pavilions. And I went round it, it took me about five minutes. It was interesting, it's something I've never seen before, but I don't think it added that much to me for cultural awareness.
2: No, okay, so that's fair enough. So I would say you're going Carousel of Progress?
1: I'm going Carousel of Progress. Okay,
2: well, I'm going to go Carousel of Progress as well. Um, and the reason, do you know what? I've, I've seen Carousel of Progress in kind of a new light over the past few months. Having done it many times before, I really enjoyed it and thought maybe I enjoyed it purely for the fact that it was Walt Disney. You know, it was his attraction, and maybe I'm appreciating it from a different point of view. Harry's never been on it. Uh, just purely for the fact we never had the time before and this time we went on it and we sat on there and we watched it and he loved it he absolutely loved it and we came out and later on in the holiday he was saying can we go and do Council of Progress again please um, which I never kind of expected and that gave me a slightly different appreciation of it because all of a sudden Harry's like you know it's, it's accessible by everybody it's to do with history yes I know And um, but he really enjoyed it and my parents again enjoyed it so he really enjoyed it as well so I've kind of come to f- find a new appreciation of it that i didn't have before but again it doesn't really matter what we think it's actually down to our listeners anyway and only one person voted for the gallery so uh, it means walt disney's carousel of progress does go through to the next round which leaves us with four more to go so the gallery of arts and history is up against splash mountain so the Gallery of Arts and History you'll find in the nether reaches of the Morocco Pavilion. And uh, it does exactly what it says in the tin. The ex- there's an exhibit inside that says Moroccan style, the art of personal adornment. You can see how the unparalleled artistry and craftsmanship of Morocco decorative arts are a visual representation of cultural identity. So uh, you can find all sorts of pots and all sorts of stuff in there. like a, a very. It reminds me very much of a kind of local museum's gallery, Um, and uh, that's coming up against Splash Mountain, as you know, based on the uh, film that Disney never admit to making, Songs of the South, and uh, it uses Br'er Frog, who takes you on a journey as you meet Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Bear, Br'er Fox, all those sort of things, and it culminates in a 60 foot, I believe, drop down the side of Chickapin Hill
1: some kids love and some kids some hate. some
2: kids love and some kids don't. So, Alan, what are we going for?
1: Um, right, well, I'll just preface that, that 4% of our listeners come from Morocco. <laughs> no, they don't, really. Um, right, I'll be honest, I've never been to see the Museum of Pots and Pans. Right, fair. fair. <laughs> I have, however, been on Splash Mountain, but I will say that I only went on it when Imogen went on it. Right. She was brave enough to want to go on it, Before and she you... went on it twice. And I thought, well, if my daughter can do it, I can do it. And the first time went on it, loved it. Second time, as soon as we sat into the little um, plastic log, right. my daughter says, I need a wee. I'm desperate for a wee. It's quite a long ride, that ride. It is. And It's
2: about 10, 12 minutes, I believe.
1: It got to a point where I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be soaking wet anyway. The seat was a bit damp. If she we she wheeze. Yeah. Luckily, she didn't, and everything was all right. I don't know why I'm telling you that story anyway. But if I was comparing the gallery pots and pans to Splash Mountain, yeah, it's, it's clearly Splash Mountain has to win. Well, it has to. There's no argument there.
2: It's e-ticket again, isn't it? It's the whole idea of it being an e-ticket attraction uh, against uh, a, a gallery. Um, I don't <laughs> think there's much you can argue on that is there really um you've been in there i've been in there yeah i think i've only been in there once uh but i have been in there um i need to i sort of think to myself you know it's it's all right it's fine it's reasonably interesting i suppose but it's not it's not amazing you know um I, i probably sounds a little bit harsh saying that but it's not amazing um but i know that uh I enjoy going on Splash Mountain. I've enjoyed going on Splash Mountain every time we've been. And uh we'll continue enjoying going on Splash Mountain until the end of time, I suppose. Whereas I don't think I would be bothered if I never went to the Gallery of Arts and History ever again. Um and that's not me being mean, it's just it's not that interesting,
1: if I'm being yeah, really honest. I appreciate it.
2: Um so again we look at that and the Gallery of Arts and History had one vote. Uh, Splash Mountain got all the others, which means Splash Mountain well and truly goes through to the next round. Okay, next up, we're going to Star Tours uh, versus the Run Off Rapids. Now, Star Tours is uh, now Star Tours The Adventure Continues, which is a 3D adventure inside a simulator, which gives you multiple outcomes as the the ride is split into three different sections. Um, You can uh, enjoy uh, that. Over and over again not necessarily have the same experience more than once that's up against the runoff rapids which are three flumes Um in typhoon lagoon they're about 600 feet down and there's three varied paths the center slide is one rider at a time takes you in a darkened fully enclosed trip to the bottom with just a pinprick of light peeking through and then you've got two outer slides which use two person inner tubes that travel over around and under the snaking coils of the center slide so there are your three different ones uh, it's out towards sort of the back of um of typhoon lagoon it's uh, a lot of steps. I forgot how many steps it is to climb up to the top of the runoff rapids. And I got to the top and we were all shattered. I was there with Craig and his kids as well. And we got down to the bottom and Harry went, That was great. Can we do it again? No, no, I'm not walking all <laughs> the way back up there again. That's you not been your
1: feed? <laughs> yeah. It's not happening.
2: Um so out of these two, which one are you going for?
1: Um, I've only done the adventures continue once. Okay. Um and I'll not say I was disappointed, but I was expecting a little bit more from the major reworking of the attraction. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen 3D screens at the sides. Right, okay. Um, To actually give you a bit more feeling that you're moving. Yeah. Saying that, it is a fantastic simulator. Sorry.
2: It is. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it is fantastic.
1: It um, is every really seat's amazing. got a great view because it it's raked in such a way that you're very much upright and you can see exactly what's going on yep and um, even my daughter could and she's obviously smaller than myself luckily um and i think was it, how many do you get three or four different three different yeah, three
2: clips you get you get the first one which is where you find you're introduced to several different people i can't remember what it's, i remember one of the ones i had was darth vader there was another one which was I can't remember. Um, And that takes you to planet number one eventually. Then you have the um, hologram message that's sent to you by somebody. And then you go to your second planet. Um, I've done pod racing before. I've been through Wookiee Forests. I've been to Ganga Country and we look like we run over Jar Jar Binks, which is brilliant. Um, I can't remember what else I've been to, but I, I did a bit of a marathon of this.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll say that I've never seen Star Wars, so I, I don't I don't know what I went on. I went on the simulator and went through different countries or planets, whatever they were. And I'll be honest, I think I went through some of the same bits that I went through in the previous version of the ride. Right. Um, however, I did like the fact that Darth Vader was looking for the rebel spy that was at the sitting in the yes, front row of this that was cool. thing, and there was a kid's photo. Yeah. Totally freaked him out. Um. Apart from that, great ride. Run off rapids. Yeah. I don't think I've done it because when I've gone when I've gone to the water parks I tend to go on a slide with somebody, right? Yeah. So if I was there with you, kids would be looked after by the families and me and you would go off water sliding. Fine. However, when you go with your wife and daughter, you can't just leave the daughter on their own. No, that is true. So I don't th- honestly think I've done the w- Runoff Rapids. Okay. But then, when you compare a water slide to a simulator, that one, my daughter would actually go on as well. Yeah. I think I've got to go. Star Tours: The Adventures Continue again. Okay,
2: So you're on there. Um. Again, this is another surprise to me. Runoff Rapids, Harry really enjoyed this year. Um. I enjoyed it. It was the thing is it's not as good as some of the other slides that they've got in Typhoon Lagoon, especially when you've got like Crush and Gusher there now as well. Star Tours, though, I think the, the changes are fantastic. I actually went to uh, Hollywood Studios one evening, and nobody else wanted to come, so I went on my own. I went and did extra Magic Hour at Hollywood Studios, and all evening, I basically rode star tours again and again and again so i got the chance to try all the different ones because at the time everyone else was like nope don't want to do it not bothered not interested blah 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 blah. so i did that i also got a sneaky practice in on toy story midway mania but don't tell anybody because i don't think anybody knows yet that i went and did that um i checked i used like the lines app and it told me that although it was a 70 minute wait it was actually only 25 so i thought right, well, i'll try this give it a go and it really was only 25 so i got a sneaky practicing um but I did Star Tours six, maybe seven times that night and got to see quite a few different ones. And then Harry decided he wanted to do Star Tours. Um, so I got to do it again the next day and I saw quite a lot of combinations, which was really, really good. Uh, but it, I love the changes. I love the 3D effect. I think it works really well. So for me, uh, it's got to be Star Tours. Uh, interestingly,. There are actually more people for Runoff Rapids than I expected. So he wasn't as much of a runaway hit for Star Tours as uh, as the others have been. But it still, well and truly, beats Runoff Rapids. And uh, Star Tours makes its way through to the next round. Okay. Gonna,
1: I'm going to add something in there quickly You're about on. Star Tours. I think you can get hold of a um, downloadable passport for Star Tours. You can. Yes, you can. So you can tick off which... Units or whatever it is. You know what?
2: I've got it, and I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you can get a downloadable passport. That is very, very true. Right. Let's head over to uh, dinosaur, and dinosaur is taking on the American Idol experience. So, for those of you who don't know what the American Idol experience is, if you're listening in the UK, it's basically America's version of the X Factor. Here, you can go and audition to be part of the show. If you get through, you get to the live shows that they have a number of, and then people win each heat of the live shows and go through to a live final right at the very end. The uh, attraction is only around until January, and that's up against Dinosaur, which originally started as Countdown to Extinction. The idea is you are getting inside a time-travelling machine. Uh, which is taking you back to the uh, dinosaurs and you need to pick up a um oh i've forgotten the name what the dinosaur is it's allosaurus time rover allosaurus i think it is Uh um and uh you have to bring it back before the meteor hits and it's quite a bumpy dark ride but it is quite thrilling and is quite frightening to small children um so they're the two that are up against each other american island experience against dinosaur i'll start this one off i think shall i this time as you've and all the others I realised. Yeah, I'm going um, to
1: add, add, though, you've said that it's American Idol there till January. Yeah. I think it's already gone. Really? Yeah, I'm sure they took the signs down.
2: Oh, research that for me while I'm talking about this. So, um, um, I've seen the American Idol experience once. Uh, it was entertaining, and that was it. I would not, I wouldn't, I'm not bothered about going to see it again. It really wasn't that fantastic it was clever that it looked like the show i would guess it probably appealed more to american people than it did to brits because we don't normally watch the american idols religiously as some other people would Um, dinosaur though i love i think it's brilliant i think it's clever um i love the fact that it throws you around a little bit i love the little touches that are still there from when it was sponsored by mcdonald's sort of the the uh, yellow white and red pipes in the loading area with the chemical symbols for uh, tomato, ketchup, mustard and mayonnaise which nobody kind of picks up uh, unless you're sad like me uh, but the attraction itself hey, is really it's good um, not, Harry's not a fan did not like it at all, we've got a fantastic photo of Harry and Zoe huddled together with their eyes shut fearing for their lives um, and me sat there with a big smile on my face um, but uh, Dinosaur wins it for me without a shadow of a doubt way above American Idol uh, Alan, what about you?
1: Um, just to go back to that, American Idol's last performance was the 30th of August. Oh,
2: wow. Oh, jeez. Okay. I got that completely wrong then. All right. American Idol's gone anyway. So it's almost like it's a bit of a null and void around this because yeah. it's gone. But what are you going to say?
1: Um, well, American Idol anyway was, to me, it was just like posh karaoke, wasn't
2: it? Well, that's exactly what it is. Um,
1: they, were, they were talking about this on the radio the other day. that. Um, Every year, there's a there's a show that's dedicated to really bad cover versions. That's yeah. X Factor. Yeah, it's exactly right. So it is. Um, that's that's basically. I'm I'm not a fan of the singing show. No. However, when it was on, I saw a show in Disney Hollywood Studios, and I went back to see the the final of the day. Oh,
2: did you actually go to the final?
1: Yep. Oh, um, although we did miss the, the the doors, we didn't actually get inside, so we sat outside the t- the um, place. And watched on the television. On a big TV. Yeah. And um, someone from the UK won, which was nice.
2: Oh, there okay. go. But they don't get to actually go through to anything because um, you have to be American to get to use yeah. the, the golden ticket. But See,
1: there we go. Good. There's a clue in the title.
2: Yeah, there is. Um, um, dinosaur. On.
1: Yeah. I love it. And if I was going to go on one ride over and over and over again, it would be Dinosaur. Yeah. Um, and as, like you said there, the added bonuses is because you, you know a little bit about the ride, the other people who don't like it or don't know about the ride, don't know what to expect. No. You're you're busy smiling when they're huddling up. Yeah. And um I always like to make sure that if I'm going on with Catherine or Catherine's parents, they get on their time rover before me. Yes. Because they get to be nearest to the Carnotaurus. Yeah. That is true. So, um, I'm voting Dinosaur.
2: Yeah, well, I voted Dinosaur. Pretty much all of you have voted Dinosaur. Only two people voted for American Idol Experience. Um, so, Dinosaur goes through to the next round, which was kind of going to It's almost like anyway. we
1: predicted the changes that were going to happen.
2: Yeah, isn't it? It's a bit weird. Um, <laughs> let's go to our final pairing then. That is Beauty and the Beast live on stage. And that is going up against the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. So do you want to start us off, Alan? Beauty and the Beast live on stage versus the Mad Hatter's Tea Party.
1: Right, obviously, Beauty and the Beast live on stage is a, a very long outdoor performance of Beauty and the Beast. It is um, it's quite entertaining. It's
2: five minutes, isn't it? It's five minutes. 45 minutes-ish.
1: All right. I was going to say, its I remember it being longer. Um, it does show, talk about the full um, story of Beauty and the Beast. Um, features all the main songs. Yeah. And Mad Tea Party is the equivalent of a, a spinning round waltz style ride, isn't it? It is pretty much, yeah. Sit in a load of teacups, spin round, those cups spin around a bit further and then the big ride spins around even more. Yeah. So it's spin around, spin around and spin around. Okay. Um When I've been on Mad Tea Party, I do come off feeling very sick. I've got older now and I can't really stomach those sort of rides. But I will say that I think that Beauty and the Beast, although it is great, I think it's had its time. Yeah. I think even in the other Disney parks that the live um, productions get swapped out every so often. Yeah. And we have not had a, a change at Disney Hollywood Studios since that came in. True. Um, I was trying to think, it Was there it was, the theatre was made for that, wasn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, the Theatre of the Stars, I believe. Oh, now that's a very good question.
1: So, for example, over in California, you've, you've had was, um, yeah. Snow White. Yeah. Um, you've had Aladdin, I think. Yeah. They've had lots of different attractions. And we, we've had, well, diversifying here, but we've got um, Little Mermaid, which is still going on, and Beauty and the Beast, which is still going on. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love them, but I would like to see something newer, possibly Frozen.
2: A fro- you want a frozen show?
1: I'm only joking there, but um, I would like to see something different. You know, even if it's a Aladdin show, that would be quite good. Okay. So I- I'm in a- in a hard place here because I don't really enjoy the Mad Tea Party. And Beauty and the Beast, it's it's all right. So I'm going. I'm I'm gonna say Tea Party.
2: Okay. You're going Tea Party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit like you, and I'm, I'm like you for a different reason to the fact that it's old. I like the fact that there was a live Beauty and the Beast show. I don't have a problem with that. My problem was when they brought out Beauty and the Beast for Broadway and the West End. Because when they did that, we had live actors playing the roles of the Beast and of Belle and of Gaston and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. The only problem was it then meant when you went to see it at Hollywood studios, you'd suddenly got the beast dressed up in his character costume. Yeah. And you would got all these other people dressed up in the character costumes. You're like, you know, it just doesn't work anymore because they've, they've upped the game by bringing it out Broadway. And now I watch the show and go, it's just a little bit naff now. Yeah. Um, and I still like the fact that shows there and I still like the fact that we've got a beauty and the beast show because I think it is musically one of the best sort of Disney films to come out for a long time. But, um, it just for me it just doesn't work anymore because we've got such an outstanding version on broadway um and we had such an outstanding version in the west end and also again i think because i did the show a few about two years ago you know and seeing it with with live actors it it's almost like it's a poor relation um so i am also going to go for mad tea party but again because i don't think the Beauty and the Beast is good, but I also think kind of mad, it's almost like a classic attraction now. The Mad Tea Party, I don't think you get rid of it because it's one of those things that people love and enjoy when they go. And I think if Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage went, there wouldn't be as much uproar as if Mad Tea Party went. So no. I will be voting Mad Tea Party, but it doesn't matter because you are voted. Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage outdoes Mad Tea Party, even with our votes. So, uh, Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage is going through to the next round so there we go so we tried but it, it failed it failed miserably so there we go mad tea party is out and uh beauty and the beast live on stage goes through
1: i went to see beauty and the beast um at the theater yeah and i've got to admit i although it was great i felt it was a bit, little bit pantomime
2: well that's the way it's designed to be a little bit it's, it's that kind of like family pantomime mess sort of idea the music you're hearing now actually this one is from the show itself um right. but hate each their own which means this week the following have gone through Test Track Crush and Gusher Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress Main Street Vehicles Star Tours Splash Mountain Beauty and the Beast Live on stage and Dinosaur all go through. We've got, if you go over to Facebook now, there are eight more up there. For next week, you've got Celebrate the Magic versus Test uh, Test the Limits Lab, Astro Orbital versus Haunted Mansion, Dream Along with Mickey versus the Country Bear Jamboree, Wandering Oaken's Outpost versus the Enchanted Tales with Belle, The Incredible Space uh, Super Dance Party versus the Chairlifts at Blizzard Beach, It's a Small World versus Habit Heroes, The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror versus Conservation Station, and I believe Toboggan Races versus Ellen's Energy Adventure are all up there for you to vote on you've got a week because we'll be coming back to them next week um, so there we go That we are getting very close to the end of going through all of the attractions at Walt Disney World you kind of forget just how much there is to do there so we'll have a few more episodes where we're going to be going through all of those and then we start round two right that's the end of our Disney Awesome Attraction we shall be back in a couple of minutes and we're going to go through some listener feedback we'll be back in a second
0: Hey, I have the best kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can run a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them! Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves the best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way, have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride. They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1 855 WDW Scoot, that's 1 855 WDW SCOOT, or on the web at scootorlando.com, that's
3: S-C-O-O-T-Orlando.com. SCOOT orlando.com. SCOOT orlando.com Big summer blowout This is Bill Farmer the
2: voice of Goofy and when I'm in Britain I listen to the Disney Brit Podcast Okay then it's time for a little bit of listener feedback uh, because uh, we wanted to just fit this in towards the end because some people have sent us a couple of messages over the past couple of weeks and we wanted to make sure that we fit you in so uh, you can share some of the stuff that you need to share with us as well. Uh, the uh, last episode we had Craig talking a little bit about Wild Africa Trek and we had a message from Vicky Wells that just said, just listening to the last podcast, in regards to the Wild Africa Trek, you can take a phone and a camera as I did. The only condition is that you can attach it to your harness. I had a camera strap and they had a special attachment and pocket that i used to keep it uh, to use to keep it in also i did it alone and really enjoyed it the group was small and we all got on really well together amazing tour so there we go we can yeah. just want to share some information about that we had another uh, uh, I'm, I'm uh, sorry so, so again, i'm, I'm look really looking, looking forward, forward to doing, to doing that yeah I, I, it's one of those things i really want to do um james higgins mess messages uh about fast pass plus says hello everyone just back from florida about a fortnight and thought some hints and tips might be worthwhile as well as fast pass comments on that note and i hate being negative about disney ours were a disaster over the course of the first week we had one or more of the three of us flagged as being in the park when we arrived had one or more of us clear the first fast pass but not the second and had the names swap around in our bands between rides coming up as adults or children showing up as being in other parks as all also is something else that happened at one point the details of 400 customers were on our cards so data could not have been secure i loved how when they worked how good they were but already i can see as an off-site guest that it will be discriminated against in terms of what was available to me via the experience app Fast passes were limited, but even worse were food reservations. Three times at the Sci-Fi Theater, 50s Prime Time, and in Epcot, we couldn't get reservations and so were turned away. and ended up eating at ABC and Cosmic Rays, which are diabolical and Casey's Corner, which I loved, but wouldn't have gone to. I'm sure it will make Disney money, but I will never run the risk of trying to eat in the parks without a quality reservation. I already knew ABC and Cosmic to be disgusting. I also have to share a tip with you, which I may have learned on your site. At the end of Wishes, wait 20 minutes, allow the rushed, el- uh, allow the rushed elbow to the car park. You'll be left with the most wonderful experience of walking around a virtually deserted Cinderella Castle, Main Street, USA, and we'll get some of the most amazing pictures. We have one one of our daughters sitting in a deserted main street looking up at the castle with the street lights and castle lit. We stayed for well over an hour counting in the rush. Uh, the experience took about 40 minutes and will stay with us forever. I was able to whisper to my daughter that they were closing the park behind her and everyone was going to bed. I also got pictures of a deserted Sea real soon exit and town square through careful shot selection as it's quite empty. Please share it with your fans and discuss. So, bit of a worrying issue with Fast Passes there.
1: Yeah, there's everywhere you turn. There's some people that love it. There's some people that hate it. Yeah. Now, if you go through that sort of piece by piece, um, one of the issues that he had was that he was flagged up as being in the park park when he hadn't even been in yet. Yeah. So obviously, that when you scan your wristband, I'm guessing that they were potentially prevented from entering until it had been cleared through. Now, I was thinking. As you go in the park, you scan your wristband, yeah. or you scan your ticket as you used to do. Yeah. At no point do you actually scan yourself out of the park. No, that's true. So, there is potential of people getting scanned in.
2: And not, not being scanned out.
1: Yeah. Although, the, I don't think this happened in mm. his case. And, that's true. Um, he's also mentioned that as an a off-site guest,
2: uh, he just talked about not having reservations and not being able to get them, rather than it being off-site.
1: All right. Um, I was being discriminated against him with the by the experience app, so I, I was I was picking out that he was he didn't have a wristband as being. Uh, it's possible, I suppose.
2: Yet. Yeah, that might be true.
1: Um, so I don't know if that is a different setup as well. Yeah,
2: it just because... uh, had the name swap round on our bands between rides. So yeah, they, it looks like they were on-site.
1: Um, But I I can see there's going to be issues. And previously, if you've tried to get ADRs at different restaurants, sometimes they've been difficult. Mm -hmm. I will say that it's going to be polarized now even more so that you've got people who are having to book their restaurants, they're having to book their... um, attractions look
2: at be our guest restaurant for lunch now uh that is fast pass plus only you cannot do any walk-ups at all now
1: uh, oh so it's, it's making people have to book now I, I knew from my past experience that there were certain restaurants you couldn't get a seat for yeah. unless you were well in advance yeah for example cinderella's round table uh-huh. yeah Realty, that's true, yeah. It was called. Um, people used to wait for this Hundred and ninety days in advance and book it up as soon as they could, that's get up right, silly o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah, that's right. Um I know that I went one year and I decided not to do any ADRs because I didn't realise that I had to, and I got turned back from uh Primetime Diner, and um, the sci fi um driving as well or dining. So I appreciate that there is gonna be issues. Yeah. And I think for me, It will potentially add an element of disappointment before I even got out there.
2: Yeah, that's true. In 180
1: days, if you haven't got your seats reserved, you know you're not going there. Yeah, that's true
2: it's uh, interesting to see this is about you know obviously being turned away that obviously there are there's a demand now that people are booking up in advance because obviously the change of FastPass plus is obviously having a knock-on impact with those people who are wanting to book their um, dining reservations early three times turned away at sci-fi dining prime time and in epcot they couldn't get a reservation returned away in other places as well um what i like is the tip that he's put down here about waiting behind honestly you know it is great i did um extra magic hour at magic kingdom in august uh it was at 1am extra magic hour and i actually then at 1am kind of queued just before 1am queued up for my last attraction did that and came off and wandered slowly on towards main street and by that point the park was almost empty and it is magical in the evening when it's as quiet as it is and you've got the castle lit up and all those sort of things so it is a great tip it's well worth doing and, and getting there at night and doing that equally on, on the flip side it's also worth getting a very early breakfast reservation somewhere in the magic kingdom so when you walk down uh, main street first thing in the morning it's going to be pretty much deserted as you walk down as well so you get that experience first thing in the morning as well so uh, but thank you for your email uh we do you know uh Love to hear from the people who are are going to the attractions and going to the parks and things like that because, you know, it's not just our opinion and it's not that we want to share the stuff that we know because we do not know everything about Walt Disney World. We don't know anything about, uh, you know, the cruise line or Disneyland Paris and those sort of things. You guys will know things that we haven't. We talk about the Fast Pass issues there as well. You know, it's interesting to see that they had issues a few weeks ago. I know this past week, uh, Thursday last week, that... um, there was an issue with regards to uh, fast passes again uh, on thursday last week it was reported that you could get uh, toy story midway mania rock and roller coaster and tower of terror fast passes at all at the same time and apparently in epcot you could also get both saurian and test track fast passes at exactly the same time because there was an issue with the system so this system is changing all of the time and things are going wrong and it's interesting to hear from you that those issues are still ongoing and it's a worry that 400 Customers' details on one card. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we knew they would have issues. It'll be interesting to see how they fix them and what they do with this. But thank you, James. Was he, was he with the tour point. group? Uh, I don't believe so. Um, you imagine, yeah, all four of them are from four hundred from a tour group.
1: Um, I have heard it's another thing about a fast pass. Yeah. And I was just going to try and research a bit further, which I'm not going to because I'm very lazy. Um, I think that they've they're phasing out the idea of the tiered fast passes you okay. know how um, was it in Epcot you had to have different levels of attractions yeah that's
2: right yeah Epcot and Hollywood Studios I
1: think that that's um, being phased out it
2: would be fantastic if they actually do decide to do that because it's a right pain um, yeah. it doesn't quite work I don't work. think, it's, I don't um, think it, it makes much of a difference um, I don't know
1: we'll see and I dare say is it tiered fast passing at Hollywood Studios yeah it is yeah so if if they did get rid of that, you know it means you can get your fast pass for the main attraction that you want to go and see.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Which makes sense.
2: We'll see. We'll see what happens. Who knows? But uh, thank you, James. And if you've got any comments or anything we've talked about today, then just leave us a message up on our Facebook wall or send us a message via email. Those sort of things, and we will include those in the show. But uh, interesting to hear that from James. So thank you very much. Right, that is everything for this week which means we have finally reached this point. So it's the end of the show. Thank you very much once again for joining us. Uh, Thank you, Alan.
1: No problem at all.
2: And we like to thank our sponsors, Orlando Attraction Tickets and Scoot Orlando. If you forget you can go to Orlando and ScootOrlando.com for your scooter vacation rentals. Of course, you can uh, go over to our Facebook page and you can like our page and you can comment on all the stuff that goes on over there. People are doing that, so please do join in with that. We've got our Twitter, which is at Disney Brit. And if you want to, like James has and Vicky have this week, want to let us know something, then please do email us radio at Disney disneybrit.com you can of course find all of our shows on itunes as well as on our website so if you go to itunes and you do download our show and listen to it please leave us a review. Even if you've left one before, you might be able to leave another one now, so that'd be great. Don't forget, you can also send in our tomorrow's child audio. Uh, You can send that again to radio at disneybrit.com. We're looking for children's favourite snacks, so their favourite snack in Walt Disney World. We want to know what that is and we will play that. Or Disneyland Paris. Or Disneyland Paris, yeah. Uh, We want to know what their favourite snack is and we will play that on the show next week when that comes out. Uh, Don't forget, you can contact us on uh, the phone if you want to leave a voice mail 0121 2748. You can do that for your tomorrow's child if you want to just ring the number and do that. Just contact us and say hi. Any of those things would be great. That's it. We'll see you next week. Until then, we'll see you.
3: was swell!